You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right. All right. It's, it's, uh, well, first of all, let's thank you for joining us again. It's like, it's like we, we never go away. No, we're, we're here a lot. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we just keep coming back, and you keep coming back to listen to us. So thanks again for joining Dewey and myself, Patrick. Yep, that's Patrick over there. I'm Dewey, as previously mentioned, and that is all the information we have for you this week. <laughs> the rest is going to be 45 minutes of silence. Okay, I have to say something. Please, go I, ahead. Yeah, go yeah ahead. I can't just go. All right, all right. So, I mean, let, let's just dive into why... Why I'll never make it. Mm, I'd now, like to hear now, this. now this one's kind of conceptual. So so do we go with me on this? I'm going. I will never make it because I want to do everything. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I, I'm I'm that person. I'm that <laughs> I am that person. Uh, your, your face is astonished and in amazement because we, we've chosen the same thing this what? week. What? Oh, okay. Just so you know, listeners, we never talk about what we're going to talk about. No. Like like we 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 have our segments and we just kind of come up with our own thing. But so this week we've chosen the yeah. exact same thing. Look, I like to think about it ahead of time. So I, exactly. I, I and I actually had written mine down, but oh, he I, started. Yeah, I wrote pa- mine down. Patrick started, and and by God, it is How exactly what I wrote down. Yeah. Um, okay. Of why I'll never make well, it. Well, well, so well, please go. You go ahead, and, but just and, know that we are in <laughs> the same place right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. So what I mean by I want to do everything mm-hmm. is the fact that. Yes, I have a certain voice type. I have a certain, you know, I, I present a certain image going into in a room and, and on stage. But I, I still have, you know, I, I may be quote unquote leading man type, but I want to do character work. I want to do funny, goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to, as well as the dramatic, as well as, you know, songs that are comedic, songs that are, you know, heart wrenching. Oh, yeah. And, and all of the above. And so I, I want to do everything. However, when I walk into a room, <laughs> they see one thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's tall. He's got he's got this look, and he and he handsome. Can, and he wanted wearing... to say handsome there, and he turned it into I, I, the, he's got this look. I, he's yeah. a handsome man. I, I, I'm uh, he's well, a handsome man. That's all right. And and so I'm I'm that leading man type, and that's when I walk into a room, that's what they see, and and so I think that that can limit sometimes what they think I'm I can do or bring yeah. into her. And so those moments when I get to be a silly character, whether it's wearing a wig or a mustache and I or or, or get to do accents, you know, different things like oh, that. An yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah. A good old like my, my favorite one that I've done is a Hungarian accent. How <laughs> how Hungarian it really was that I well I'll just leave that for Okay, because Hungarian <laughs> is is a specific Eastern European okay, accent. Okay, Dewey, I'm gonna need you to not call out my accent. I basically just did Eastern European. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh, but you did not do Hungarian, is what you're trying to say. What I'm saying You might is, have a, occasionally said a word <laughs> in a Hungarian accent in your attempt. What, what, what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> if, if, if there was a dish served, it would have Hungarian spices on it, but the dish itself may not actually be Hungarian. Yes, that's what okay. I'm saying. But, but yeah, to do stuff like that, for example, and, mm. and, and, and clear, clear case in point of this, is that I was auditioning for both the... Uh, the Broadway run, and then ultimately for the tour of Peter and the Starcatcher. Okay. Now, love the show. I mean, just like Gaga head over heels for the show. And so I was like, okay, I have to do this. And the role I want, Black Stash. Right. Very charactery. But? 
But also, leading but, man. But also, I think leading man, even though he's kind of the villain and goofy, but it, 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 it requires a certain presence. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, come on, I can do this. And so I, I get in there. All of the all of the the casting people that I was ever in front of, they they were they were like great job, good good. They loved it. They loved it, and they loved the work that I did. I had fun with the sides that I was given because he's just he's just this goofy oddball of a villain. And then I get in front of the director, and 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 it went went nowhere. Went, yeah. Just went, I was like no. And then you know so that was for the Broadway. Then I came in for the tour again. Casting loved me, but then no no from the director. So then, like months later, I happened to be backstage, and the director was Roger Reese. And so I, yeah. I happened to be backstage, and, and, and so he happened to be there, and, and, and I just went up to him and said, hi, hi I'm, I'm Patrick, I don't know if you remember me, but we've seen each other. It's like, oh, yes, 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 I remember, you were in for Peter. You're too tall. That's what he told me. Mm. Like that, so that is why I wasn't even considered, for, not, not because I couldn't sing it, I couldn't act it, I didn't have the character. You're just too tall. Yeah, too tall, too handsome. I mean, so there. what a world for this I know. guy. What a world. It's a, it's a tough world. <laughs> well, I've got the knots on my the top of my head to prove how tough being tall is. Hey, man, we're about some height, and I, I've I've got plenty of knots up there myself. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Okay, but you too want to do everything. I'm I'm honestly glad you went down the path you went down because mine is not what you're talking about. Okay. Um, although I should be cast in every role <laughs> of because of my abilities. Uh, that's that's not necessarily my desire. My desire is to do all things, not just acting. Oh, okay. Not just performing, but I, I would love to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm a little afraid of heights and not particularly fit, so it's probably a bad idea, but... <laughs> That but the idea of it. People are doing it. I, I'm a person, so I should do it too. Listeners, he is a person. Look, I, I've, I've been with him for all these episodes, and there is no doubt of your personage. Yeah, as much as Patrick is tall, dark, and handsome, I am a person. And I <laughs> I, I would love... <laughs> I, look, Kilimanjaro, I mean, okay. I'm not going to say it won't happen, but... It we'll won't just say happen. that's a pie in the sky. But uh, but honestly, you know, okay. I, I had I had a day job uh, that I left recently that I'd had for a number of years, and I gotta say, it was it was it was a tough job. It was a, a job that required some training and and a, and a whole new set of skills that I that I had never even thought to acquire before, and it was hard. It was a difficult job. It was a, a difficult way of sort of dealing with people and 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 numbers and and all kinds of stuff like that, and. I loved it. And I find myself today, because I just left the job in November, I find myself today, a couple of months later, missing it. And as, as tough as it was, and as, and as kind of like right brain, left brain, as you kind of had to make it. Yeah, you know? but, but I was succeeding at it, right? I was, well, that, that I, had, helps. I had this thing that I was like improving and succeeding at, and it just stopped one day because I booked a show. Like, knock on wood that I should do that again. But I had to leave the day job to go and do the show. And I, I find myself missing that challenge, hmm. that non-performance-related challenge. Now, I find plenty of challenges in the performance arena, and that it's enough to sustain me. It honestly is. But, I, you know, I, if the, the concept of going back and doing some catering 
or uh, you know a reception or something like that right the second. And these are jobs that are needed and noble jobs in and of themselves. They they don't challenge the brain a great deal. They're right. they're really right. they just need a human being to accomplish this task so that this operation can run smoothly. I, I like being a part of that as well, but it's. It, it's not a challenge. It doesn't ask anything of me other than just my <laughs> brute strength, um, of which there is plenty. A plenty. But I, 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 that is an example of Kilimanjaro. Meaning, if I decided, you know what? Screw heights. I got this. And I wanted to climb Kilimanjaro, then I would work at it. And I would want to achieve that thing. And... I'm going to die someday. And sure, there's reincarnation, but I won't remember this life. Uh, and there is reincarnation. Um, just so we're clear. Just so you know. That's what not, this podcast now, is about. It's now a fact. There well, is I'll reincarnation. I'll never make it in this life. Yeah. Right. That, uh, that I won't remember this life, and I, and I would like to achieve as much as possible. Um, I will be president someday. Uh, you're welcome, America. Um, <laughs> but, but you know what, Dewey? Yeah. There's a reason why we're still here. So I think it's best that you go first this time because I, I went first last time and there was a weird on the, on the same page moment. So let's see if it happens again. I'm going to tell you why I'm still here. Because <laughs> I have found what we do to be important to humanity. Okay, that is not mine. <laughs> <laughs> we we just we I I just came from this day job where I I was really accomplishing some great things, but for a corporation, and for a very small segment of the population within that corporation to improve their bottom line by a small margin. Now it was an, an enormous amount of money to me because I'm poor, but it was a very small amount of money to the corporation, and. I was making an improvement on it, but so what? <laughs> Who cares? Uh, whereas when I do even the smallest thing within this profession, especially in the theater where it's a group effort, we are taking uh, a piece of art and working as a community to build this piece of art to present to other people who need to consume art because uh, I'm like them. I want to consume art. I need to... Uh, learn about humanity and and my uh, capacity as a person mm -hmm. uh, and, and and what we can contribute to that humanity yeah as individuals. look I, I i work for a company called story pirates uh children's theater company we, we teach kids how to write uh stories and then we go in and we turn those stories into little sketches and and musicals and stuff and it's it's so low rent like i went yesterday in a t-shirt that says story pirates on it and at one point in time i've I put on a, a very dirty wig uh, <laughs> to play a, a, a dinosaur who was clumsy and lived in a city, but needed to uh, needed to leave that city because he was just so uncomfortable running into things and, and burping fire uh, on things all over, over and over again. See, and this, this is the kind of character work I want to do. Yeah, this came from the children, and I, and I watched each one of those children after this little forty-five minute, fifty-minute thing we did get up from their bottoms because they were just sitting on the floor in a gymnasium right? Uh, and be pumped, like literally like yelling over each other about what their stories were going to be. 
as they walked back to their classroom to go and write something from their own brain like that <laughs> that impact as simple as that was is enormous because i didn't have that when i was a kid i didn't have that growing up no one asked me to write a story i think my my mother asked me to write a story once but like i i would love to have had that opportunity and i I don't know what we do is impactful and i can't stop doing it because i feel very much like I shouldn't. Like it would be yeah. the wrong thing for me to do to stop doing it. Yeah. And now, now mine is not exactly yours, but it, it is in the same ballpark in the fact that I'm still here because of hope. 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 Who's she? Yeah. Yeah. She. She's this beautiful, beautiful creature I just met the other night. But hope is. I mean, there's certainly my my individual. Wow. Let's let's try that word. Individualistic. Individualistic. <laughs> right. Individualistic hope. Uh, individual. <laughs> don't worry we'll cut that out We're gonna, that'll be cut out no one will ever hear that oh please everyone's going to hear this anyway as, <laughs> you need some water as an individual let's okay just there, that. there it is as an individual i certainly have my own hope of 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 making broadway of of you know making it as you know that's the whole point of this podcast is for us to make it yeah but a, apart from that there i'm still here because of the the hope of 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 kind of finding my place, kind of like yeah. what, you, what you were talking about of of making an impact, and the hope of of making my own statement of of, of finding my place of you know what it, whether it's on Broadway whether it's this other show whether it's another different you know maybe I'll get into coaching maybe I'll get into directing you know yeah. the, all these other avenues as well as like. I, if if you know, there's always that question. If you weren't performing, what would you do? And my my go-to is always lawyer. I would be a lawyer, you know. And wow. law is like a big interest of mine. But piggyback with that is also financial planning. So I'm kind of I would love to do those kind of things. Both are very helpful in their own right to other people. And so there's there's maybe there's a way I can do all of that. You know, I can teach actors how to how to better budget. I can teach actors contracts or whatever whatever it is. But there's different ways to utilize the brain that I got in so many different ways that's not being used. And believe me, it goes unused a lot. And so I, and so there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of room, there's a lot of room for yeah. it to, to, to be used. So it's, it's that hope of, of finding my place and, you know, kind of, as you were saying, give back, contribute back to humanity and the world. But that's, uh, <laughs> we, we are such lofty people. We, we tackle, the big issues on this podcast, um, you, world listening, you're welcome. Yeah. But what I'd like to know yes. is, is it, trust me. So, is it just me? Yeah. Um, or does your hair, facial hair, Eyebrows, like the the utility of that for agents, casting directors, producers, like they they exert so much control over what it is that I can do with my hair, <laughs> and and I'm like I'm like hey man, hey, leave it be. <laughs> what do you want to do with it that you're not able to do with it? I don't know. Like I like a buzz cut. Like I'm like sure full metal jacket. Sure you, you know what I mean? Like 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 
like you rudely yeah. get held down in a chair while someone like yeah. scrapes your scalp clean. Why not? And I love that, but I can't. I can't walk around like that. I I don't like combing my hair. Uh, I you uh, you know we, our I, guest came in and I put a hat on. You did because I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna put a hat on because yeah, I. Don't, but but he didn't have nice. a hat on before. No. Whenever I came in, but then you, yeah, our, our, our guest is is sitting here listening to all of this, so she will have much to contribute to this. But we'll get to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, we'll get. Hold on, just a second. Cut, sit down, please. <laughs> so, all right. So, is it just me? Okay, completely different. Yeah. Finally, we're not on the same page. Completely different. Is it just me, or is weather weird? Huh. Okay, we're in the midst of winter right now. Yeah. And I mean, how many times a day or a week do we even like, oh my gosh, it's it's going to snow again. Oh my gosh, it's going up to 50 today. What is it? Oh my gosh, it's down to 20. No one like it's winter and no one's happy with it. And I I don't really understand this. Like summer, summer comes along and it, and it's just hot and and it's it really is usually just hot. You you may have a cool day where it gets into the 60s and people are like, yeah, I can, you know, have a little jet. It's it's cooler today. But then the rest of the time, it's just hot in summer and no one says anything. But winter, the slightest change and people go bazooka about it. We are so far from the same page here. <laughs> I but, but, but love winter. No, no, no. But here's the thing. I love snow. And that's why that's why I'm like, is it just me or like, no, like. No, like I love snow and that's what winter is all about. But some people freak out and they're just like, oh, why is it snowing again? You know, they, they it's winter. There's there's an old trope about the news. Right. And, we, you know, we're in the time of cable news, 24 hours a day and all of that. But right. we're it's not different. It's just more because the the, the old days of, of it being a newspaper, or just the nightly news. Those things were so alarmist about the weather mm-hmm. at all times. Like if it was normally a 70 degree week and it got down to 50, the weatherman and the newspapers, that was front page news. Yeah. Like it, it the idea of weather affecting humanity is one that sells news yeah. and, and and i'm not talking about climate change because that because there are other issues with it's that not, and, yeah and, it's yeah. not even I, yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about the normal what weather does anyway weather's going to go up and down that's and right be, and be a little wacky yeah but i i don't mind it so much because when wacky equals snow i'm a happy man well plus like if it's been you know five degrees for a week and all of a sudden it's 35 what uh what a put, day that is shorts Jeez, louise it's so nice yeah well, well you know what speaking of nice yeah? I think it's time to bring our guest on. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, she must be nice. Oh, she's she's super nice. Well, All let's, right. Let's, let's meet her. Here we go. Welcome to Why I'll Never Make It. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for very coming. Much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I mean you've been listening to us just jabber on and on, and so yes. now you now you know you know you, you have a lot to contribute now. Uh, do I? We've, we've well, set the bar. I know why you Did won't we set make the bar? it. Did Let's we? set the bar at what's your name? 
Aaron. Aaron, okay. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. So it's now set at Aaron, is that right. what you're saying? So this yeah. is Aaron Chronican, and she and I go way back. Yeah. yeah. We, we've known each other, how many years well, now? It's probably is it? seven or eight years. Seven or eight point. years now. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she, she and I have worked together. We've also just kind of hung out. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we, we know each other professionally and personally. Yeah. And so Aaron and I also know each other from way back. Uh, earlier, she came to my home and uh, there was, <laughs> was a camera so set up on Patrick and I. Uh, nothing and weird. He, and he, he put this hat on and I thought, oh, I guess you like Missouri. And yeah, no. it's a, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what you don't know, and, and if you've noticed a change in Dewey's demeanor, it's because he's wearing a Missouri hat. Missouri, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I, is I, Missouri. It is still Missouri. <laughs> it's always been Missouri. As someone from Alabama, I have to at least make fun of some other state. Alabama. Right. So, so, Alabama. Right, right. There it is. Or, or, or as, as I've said before, oh, where are you from, Alabama? Oh, Alabama? That's what I get all the time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, really? I know. All the time. Yeah, honestly, if people want to call it Missouri, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, as long as they reference it, then it's a big win for yeah, our Yeah, because I've been to St. Louis, love it. Been to Kansas City, loved it. I'm... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> what was what? I said I loved it. Yeah, and then you did, a, you did this. <laughs> no one. Uh, for no those one. of you at home. Uh, no, they, don't describe there, it there to them. Oh, you there, you, there, you uh, tell them how we did it, but then just do the face. Oh, they were like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> so now everyone gets it. Now everyone knows. So, so all right. So, so let's get back to Aaron because we've, right. we've believe believe me, no one wants to hear about us anymore. Mm-hmm. They now want to hear about Aaron because we we brought you on here because you are a why I thought you'd be great for the show is because you are a multifaceted performer person and and also business lady yourself because you've you've created your, your own avenues yes. for for More work than in one this facet. business. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh you, yeah. Hell. Yes, and 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 so yeah, yeah. So please tell us about coming to the city and kind of what brought you here and to this to this world to this world yes. of New York. Um, well, I came to the city in two thousand five, and never thinking I would move to New York. But I had a breakup, and I thought, well, I could live with my parents forever after the breakup, or I could you know move across the country. I'm from California, which for me, by the way, people go, why did you move? Oh, oh, when, when, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what they I do. Every state, every state has their question or response. And I that's, say that's yours. pizza <laughs> is why I moved. Oh, smart. Yeah. So uh-huh. good. Smart. So California good. Pizza Kitchen? Blech. No, it's terrible. Who, who, it's, no, barbecue sauce on pizza. Stop. Stop it. Just yeah. stop. Well, in Tokyo, but, they put corn on their pizza. So well, that's better so there's than that. pineapple. Yeah, I understand. But now some people love pineapple. I, but I, no. I, I just don't understand I don't it. I don't get it. Anyway, that's a whole other show. <laughs> what doesn't go on pizza? Yeah, why I'll never make it as a pizza maker. <laughs> that's well, true. yeah, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, you came here from California, yes. despite protestations from everyone you've Des- ever met, right? Exactly. Okay, uh, protestations because the, the other is a denomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Protestants. Right, but you said protestations. I didn't say Protestants. <laughs> Is this how it's going to go, guys? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, we, honestly, so Aaron, this is why you brought you in here to, to, to actually keep us on track. All right, I'm please. sitting in between them, too. So it's it's a little bit like watching mommy and daddy fight. It's, it's okay. uh, beautiful. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Oh, it's nice that that's kind of held up over these Good. many episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. So you come from California. Yes. And, and then and what happened when you got here? I, you know, I took the red eye and li- moved to Astoria. 
and I had my bags with me and, and <laughs> I took the E train because that's what they tell us to do, but it got rerouted to the F line. So I ended up in Roosevelt Island <laughs> the and, and, first day I moved here I was... in the morning. Oh. So it was 5.45 in the morning. Like no oh, people gosh. on that platform that's right. at 63rd in Lexington. And that was before the Q train happened. So I had to go back. I was very. It was terrible. For, for, for those of you who may not live in the city oh, and yeah, are listening sorry. to this, I mean, th- I mean, yeah, I know it's like Chinese. It's like I don't understand what's going on. But it it's basically, it basically goes to show that our MTA system, our subway system, oh. hasn't changed in, in years since no. you came here till now. It is still like different subway lines going places you never thought they would go at different times, and you're just trying to get to one place. Mm-hmm. So it, that's that's what you experienced yeah, at 5.45 in the morning. It's like if you're on a plane and you're trying to fly from New York to California, and then all of a sudden you're going Let's the stop Texas in route. Let's go to Missouri. Yeah, so really good callback. That was lovely. <laughs> right? And yeah, that's like, like I didn't sign up for this. It's like, this isn't the path I wanted. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. So so, so you, you made it through that, that early morning there, ker- right, kerfuffle. Right. Yeah. I did. And somehow I stayed in New York. And now I live on the Upper East Side, but not the fancy part. Mm. Um, <laughs> I promise. The, the, the actor part. Not, not the actor, right? <laughs> or the old money part. I live in the part where I don't have a bathroom in my apartment. Is, it, not, is it out in the hallway? It's in, out in the hallway. Hang yeah. on. So those okay. places exist. They exist. Oh, yeah, they For real. Do. Yeah. Wow. So I have a shower in my kitchen and it's built into the wall. It's not the it's not the the bathtub thing. And then when I want to use the bathroom, I have to say, I'll be right back. And then I open up my front door, walk down the hallway. It's just my bathroom. So I can lock it up so nobody else can use it. But yeah, it's like a water closet. Who are well, you saying I'll be right back to your apartment? <laughs> yes, because it misses me so. Uh, uh, look, no. look. Is that is that a signal to you, the other tenants in the building in which you live? Hello, I'm going to be out of my apartment. Come I'll be right things. back. Wink, wink. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to talk to your apartment. Or sometimes apartment. I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, nope. Nope. We're far oh, away from over, that over my head. Nope. He was not nope. my governor. Nope. Uh, no, I was like, I'll be back. Uh, I'm, wow, you know why what? didn't I catch on to that? I'll show myself out. It's okay. Yeah. yeah that, okay. Well, thank you for coming, Aaron. This has been great. Um, <laughs> well, see, I'm not good at accents, so that's why I won't make it. No, what no. are you good at? It's I actually true. don't yeah. know yeah. anything about yeah. you. Yeah. Who, right. What do you do? What yes, are, why are you here? Because I know why Aaron's here. Right. You have no idea. Okay. So I have an affliction, which is called starting businesses. Yeah. So. Okay. In 2007, I started a career coaching business called the Actors Enterprise, and I teach actors the business. Oh, okay. Teach. I have a business of teaching the business, and I've been doing that for 10 years, almost 11 years now. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, And then in 2009, I started a theater company, and so both of those businesses are running concurrently with my acting business. So I'm a three business owner, essentially. Although I technically don't own the theater company because we're nonprofit. So the people the own people the theater own company. So we basically, Patrick and I own you that own theater. You own my theater company. Yeah, if you yeah. pay taxes, Th- you then own we're, we're oh, company. Oh, 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 if we pay taxes. Yes, exactly. Or, right, or, if, right, or right. if you go and see a show, then you're a part of that. That's true. Uh, oh, so, okay. so, so tell us about, we'll get into the business second, mm-hmm. but let's start with the the uh, the theater company. Yeah. What... What was the impetus for starting that, and how how was that process? And what is it? it Like, people might actually want to go and see it. Yeah, please. The theater is called The Scene Place, S-E-E-I-N-G, as in scene with your eyeballs. Um, the, The name comes from the actual translation of the Greek word for theater. Oh. So that means the place we go to see ourselves. 
Yeah. Is what theater means. So the scene place is kind of the phrase um, that ex- that kind of explains that shortens that. And uh, so we started the theater company because we couldn't find any place in New York, it being such a commercial town, yeah. where the actors were at the forefront of the storytelling and the art making. Oh wow! Everything is really director driven or producer driven or writer driven. So we wanted an actor driven and craft driven place to work. Okay, are we yeah. talking like sort of Anne Bogarty type of theater? Like, what, no. what do you mean by actor driven? So actor driven meaning that when we do our plays, that we take into consideration what the actor does to bring the character to life, as opposed to what the director needs to do to bring the character to life. So a lot of times the director will decide who the characters are, and then the actor will fulfill upon that. And that's what we call Broadway most of the time. Is and and it's very important that it's the director's vision because there's a lot of money writing on it. But actors have their own individual um, stories that we want to tell, and we want to use the craft of acting to do it. And a lot of times, no one talks about the craft of acting in rehearsals. You, they don't want to yeah. know how you create what you create, and so you lose that sense of ensemble that you can get when Mm. everybody's creating the same way so if you think about being back in school or any acting classes you've had there's a special bond with the artists there and um, furthermore i wanted to be a part of making a difference in our community and so being able to produce theater means i can look at what's going on in the world and then say you know what there's this play i know that talks about what we're dealing with and i get to produce that and i get to bring my friends in to to produce it and perform with me, and, then, and, and so and so you've you've tried to marry the um, the, the feeling and the idea of, of acting classes, workshops, and mm-hmm. those things where 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 we got to really just delve into you know whatever character be an open space into an actual like rehearsal performance venue exactly. And so we modeled it on the um, the group theater of the 1930s sure. that's so that's a craft driven um commer- well they were a commercial theater company they did a lot of broadway stuff um we're a nonprofit, but um so we don't make that money <laughs> <sighs> but um but yeah so that's sort of the idea to keep the integrity of the trained ensemble together and just to be clear this is not improvised material you use source material there's like Correct. a play that you're performing mm-hmm. and it's almost always going to be a published play from a playwright that's a master playwright somebody who you know, has. like an Arthur Miller or something, mm-hmm. yeah, or even the modern playwrights like Neil LeBute or, sure. um, you know, Christopher Shin, Sam Shepard, all mm-hmm. of that, yeah. And and well, how he's not living anymore, but that makes me sad. Yeah, but he's yeah. contemporary. <clears throat> yes, but, but, contemporary. But, but, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's he certainly wrote about enough important issues. Um, and and so with with starting this up, what would you say was like the the biggest challenge, and what has been the biggest joy or reward of it? Oh, boy. Well, I think the biggest challenge is having enough money to pay the artists what they're (laughs) worth, um, which is not happening. I don't know that that would ever happen because I think the artists are always worth more than we can pay for them. But um, that's definitely a frustration because there will always be the allure of some other project out there that can make them more money. And so our ensemble members, it's very hard for us to keep people in the company for any length of time. Um, People leave and come back oftentimes, or they'll take a little hiatus, but um, that's really frustrating. And I want to be able to honor people's time a little bit more. Um, Also frustrating, surprisingly, not surprising that it's frustrating, but surprising that we deal with this is that 
we are kind of a mid-range theater company. We're not brand new and we're not um, we're not well, well, well known. So we've been around for eight years. And so we're kind of dangerous in the minds of playwrights and their agents. So we don't always get the rights to things that we should get the rights to. Oh, interesting. Um, so huh. if you're a nobody theater company or you're doing a one-off, they don't care if you do their play. No one's going to hear about it. It's just for your friends or family. Yeah. If you're very well known, then they want you to do their work because then you're going to get good reviews and they're their plays will be looked at favorably. If you're in the middle, you run the risk of doing the play not so well. That's what they're afraid of. And therefore tarnishing the name of that playwright or the play. And so oftentimes they'll say, you know, we would love to give it to you, but we're waiting for, someone told us once, we're waiting for a first class theater company to do it. Oh, wow. Great. Okay. Well, that won't be us right now, I guess. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, huh. And so I mean, that's surprising. I mean, I mean it's, it's interesting because yes, the playwrights I think should exert some control over over where where their work gets done and how. Yes. So I, I I get that, but at the same time, that it, it's frustrating to to have an idea or have an important work you want to present, and yes. then they're they're not on board with it. Yeah. So those two artistic things are frustrating: not being able to pay the actors and um, artistically um, the, these plays, and then. What makes it worth it is talking to the audiences afterwards. Um, so the plays that we do get to do are often done with, um, in, we have a commitment to make sh- making sure that anyone can afford to see our shows. Oh. So we give away a lot of tickets. We have a very, very low base price. And the people who say, I couldn't see this on Broadway, it was too expensive, or it was all sold out because they were all famous people in it. And... Yet I was able to see it at your theater and how happy they were to be exposed to that work. Um, And then also we bring up what we think are important themes that are being um, talked about in our community. So our theme this season is called the Empathy Initiative. So the idea is that there are all forms of oppression going on in our world right now. And if we can use theater to highlight those and to talk about what would have what might be different if we had more empathy as a society? Um, then we'd get people talking on both sides of whatever fence we're talking about. Mm. Um, and our theater takes a particular pride in um, not answering the questions, but posing the questions so that everyone can, can see themselves in the work that we do. It's, yeah. not, just, it's not just agitprop. It's not just, oh, we're going to do this political piece and we're going to tell you how you're supposed to think and feel. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and then and and so have you found that 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 in doing these more, uh, I I guess timely current event kind of pieces have, because I I assume that you do both popular works mm-hmm. and un, and and those that are maybe newer, just less known. Newer, less and, and known. And so do yeah. do you find the same response because of because it's more thematic than you're going with a popular play and you're just trying to get butts in the seats. Kind right, of thing? and I think that. Um, the, if in, I think that the, pretty much the, it resonates the same way with our audiences because we don't we will pick plays sometimes that are popular. We just did Macbeth, so you know we've done that. We're not doing like wow. Sorry, sorry. Dewey yeah. has Dewey has a thing about just saying that word. I don't well, know. Well, I I, I waited for a second. You can check the tape. I waited for just a second and went. I'm not in the theater. I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> But yeah, so I we, perform a lot in here. Yeah, yeah well, this is true. This is, this is my living room. This I is apologize. my 
This is so my when theater. Things blow up. So I, when I, I will go outside and spin around three times and spit over my shoulder and say a line from Midsummer Night's Dream. I will do it. See, there we go. See she's got a. Know. That, she knows. I know. That's, that's a new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, um, but I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, the the most important thing is that we can find a modern relevance. There's no point in us doing a play if we can't say this is something that's going on in society or that it's not an important time to look back. At, at this because theater is like a time capsule and we're living historians yeah. we're able to bring something to life and say this is what it was like back then um, so we don't have to make it modern we just have to make it relevant to a modern audience yeah that makes sense that makes yeah. sense so then totally switching gears yeah. as, as you have to do i assume yes, from day to day because you'll go from your 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 seeing theater yep seeing place Play, seeing place seeing place. it's okay it's the seeing eye. It's the seeing. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's... I've called it the seeing eye before. Yeah, sure. To, yeah. Everyone yeah. does. I've never called it anything but the seeing place. Thank you. Thank I you, Dewey. That. You know, she, that's she also the first time I've said it. Is just then, <laughs> right. but it's the only it's, thing I've ever called it. Incorrect. So you, you know? you're, you're one you. for one. So, so <laughs> I also so only speak Greek. So well, the so theater. You um, so it's theater, theater to you. Theater, yeah. Yeah. So in shifting gears, you also get these actors and teach them the business as well, or or coach them. Yes. You know, usher them along. And, usher them along. And, 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 On the business of acting, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but specifically, what, what, what would you say are like the top three things that like you focus on when it comes to the business? Mm-hmm. Uh, number one would be the type or branding thing. The actors always come in and go, I don't know who I am. And you do. <laughs> but you but do. I can do everything. Yeah. You, I, I've heard this about right, you. Right, right. Yes. Yes. Um, and trying to... Fi- so what I say to that generally is it doesn't matter. So everyone says, I don't want to be put in a box. And I say, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. You put everything inside that box, everything that you want to do. That's great. The whole idea is to put a label on the box and have that label be succinct. That's all you have to do is you have to know how to describe it. And you might have to turn the box. You might have different labels. Turn the box a little bit. So for these people, they see this side. The other people see another side, but it's all there. If you want to take that analogy as far as I did. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's that's a big one. Time management is a big oh. one. Um, yes. yeah. Just how to balance I and how to, to <laughs> go with, how do you wake up in the morning and say, I'm, I promised myself I would do three hours for my acting career today, knowing what you're going to do and then be able to clock out. So that you get to be done. Because most of us, if we don't have the results we want, then we feel like we're never done. And then there's that little voice that's nagging us. And of course, we can't work. 24 hours a day so then we just hate ourselves some people mm-hmm. can't yeah but I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, oh, I get other people's I mean, yes, attention of course, yeah. Yeah. yes <laughs> yes well for but, the rest of us do we yeah. right yeah. please yeah. So, you know there's a lot of people listening to this that aren't absolutely me. <laughs> absolutely so um, and, then, and so yeah so then that third thing that <laughs> so that third to... thing um it is either going to be social media which a lot of people don't like mm-hmm. um or it's finding a supportive day job yeah yeah, because 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 one one promotes you and hopefully gets you more work, and the mm-hmm. other sustains you while you're looking for that. Exactly, work. and they yeah. both, most people in New York especially, see those as really, especially social media, as pulling away from their daily life. People don't like the idea of having to be on social media, and they get really angry at it. And and then day jobs, of course, that makes sense that a lot of us would get frustrated. But I feel very strongly that they both are very important for an actor's well-being and there are ways to do them in your own way like having a day job that won't suck your soul is completely possible i created it for myself that's what my 
day job. That's coaching is my supportive day job. Yeah. Um, acting is first. It always has been. And, um, and it's completely possible if I can do it. Uh, let me tell you, everyone can do it. Not don't, don't take my job. Don't be a career coach, but other than that, <laughs> wait, you wait, can do wait, everything wait. else. But, I mean, no, I mean, everyone can do it, but not as well as, as Aaron. Yeah, Great. of course. Great. You know, yes. yeah. And this is why you had me here, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, and so, okay. So, so based upon what you heard before, yes. let, let's, let, let's get into therapy right now. Oh, so based upon what you heard before, right. what, 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 what would your, I'm, cause I'm sure you come, people come to you with all kinds of questions that oh. range the gamut. And yes. so what, based upon what you've heard so far, what, or you're like, what, well, here's what I would say to those. But which ones? Oh, what? okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. So you give you, me an example. So you kind of answered the I, I want to do everything. Yes. Right. And so and so then the the other one because he he started talking about about make making a difference. Oh yes. And 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 having an impact. And so how would you help someone within their acting career find fi- find that I guess find that contentment find that purpose. Um. So what I usually tell people, and this also goes to the wanting to do a lot of different kinds of things, um, both of the ways that you did it, you talked about it, is you can start to think about what your personal mission is. So think about what you're here to do, not like on the planet, but if you start to look at your behavior, you'll probably find it how you are with your friends, how you are with your family. You'll start to see that you kind of, you live a role in your life. And if you can start to align all the things that you do with that, I started to notice that, my mission seemed to be making people feel empowered. That just seemed Mm. to be it. So it makes sense that I run an actor-driven theater company. It makes sense that I'm, that I get called to do a lot of different producing things. Um, It makes sense that I am a career coach and I really deal 100% in empowerment. That's pretty much what I teach. Yeah. Um, So that, that allows somebody to get to the core of what matters to them and then they can start to see how might I go about doing that that's also part of the career coaching but yeah, yeah. And, and and so with both of these both mm-hmm. the, the theater company and 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 your your coaching business they do seem others driven yes and so and so what what is it that Aaron wants to do what what I, I, this I know. is why I'm I drink tr- bourbon <laughs> right <laughs> right right because yeah. like it, 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 it often is yeah. easier I just cracked on there because I'm so um <laughs> but yeah it's often easier to see you know other people it's like oh well just step one step two here's here's what well, you let's do. be honest though this is all for me because yeah, I have a theater company so that I can do work in the theater right because you cast yourself because i get to cast myself why wouldn't Obviously. I do that as long as I'm making a difference for other people while I'm doing it then what the heck? Um, same thing with career coaching. I get some money for that, so that's really great. So it's well, and not, there's and in addition, you're yeah. coaching other people, but they're bringing to you problems that you probably find in yourself. I, absolutely. That, then it's preaching to the choir. By the way, is important yes. because the choir is filled with like derelicts. <laughs> so, like, preach to the choir. Like, that's say right. it out loud. Right. Yeah. You know, I like I I have conversations with with friends all the time where yeah. I'm saying something to them that I feel like is really imparting some wisdom mm-hmm. on them but it, as i say it out loud i'm like what that's that's a that's great yeah i need stuff. to i should do that yes i need to do why that don't myself? i do that well yeah. definitely people inspire me like crazy and so there's if i'm coaching somebody and on their broadway auditions i'm like hmm i should probably be going to some of those too or <laughs> you know whatever it you do need to I think that one of the niches that I fulfill is that I'm one of few career coaches. Um, there are plenty of coaches out there that are acting coaches, but the career coaches, not many of them are actors. 
most of them come from the casting world or they yeah, come right. from, yeah. they were agents or they were directors. And um, so, yes, yeah, so they have, or they're managers. You know, I, I, I actually did not, I didn't go with your company, but I you think you guys may not have been around when I did this, but uh, <clears throat> I, I went through a, a career coaching mm-hmm. yeah. years ago now. And I got two pieces of advice from that, that I, cannot stop thinking about that's awesome one of is uh like go through the three p's when a project is presented to you Uh it's the people Mm -hmm. the project or the pay Uh exactly and you get if you get two of those three then you can really seriously consider it if you only get one or none then just Mm -hmm. say no exactly and Mm -hmm. it's the project being the part like do you want to do this show Mm -hmm. the people are the people like going to be valuable for you in your career and is the money enough right and like just Breaking it down into those three simple things makes it really easy to say no to people because it doesn't have to be personal anymore. It doesn't exactly. have to be just a favor to someone. It can be like, listen, I, I'm not in a position where I can help out with this right now because you don't have these three things. Right. Um, that's one. And then the other one is uh, like choose. So if it's a matter of I want to be a commercial actor or a film actor or a theater actor, if it's a matter of I only want to work in the city, if it's a matter of I only want to do straight plays, choose. Choose and be wrong. Right. But choose. Focus on that thing. Because guess what? Whatever the part is that you think you're right for now, which is all of them, Patrick. Yeah. Right. Yes. All, of, all the yeah, parts. Yeah, all, all things. Those parts will be there next year or the year after that. Not that exact project, but another another Until company you will get be doing old. them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, he's already old. They, uh, <sighs> conceptually, it's why I love though, the dad jokes. I guess <laughs> I love them. <laughs> conceptually, choosing a path to focus on will allow you to then perfect and hone that path. Mm-hmm. And also, you're not failing then to get every role every time, right? Right? It's debilitating to be in your position, Patrick. I'm pointing to Patrick. It's debilitating to walk into an audition, know that you could play each one of those roles, which I, look, just for the sake of the producer, I should be playing each one of those roles. But it's a debilitating thing because I will not book. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I won't book any of those roles. But it would be really, it would be a whole lot easier to only lose out on the one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then to not have six other projects that day that I also lost out on, but because I focused on that one, I wanted that one, I tried for that one, I didn't try for these others, I tried for that one, not booking that one, that's okay, because then I'm going to focus on the next one the following day or the following week. That's a far easier way to lose. And, you know, because yes. it's a numbers game. You got to do it over and over and over again to get the job, to get the to find the project that lines mm-hmm. up with the thing that you are. But ultimately, like if it's, everything in front of you that's like that's no way to manage your time no it's 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 really hard and that's to get to the point of somebody who wants to do a lot of different kinds of things not roles but but kilimanjaro kilimanjaro right exactly it's just i always tell people you can have infinite passion you can do you can be passionate about as many things as you want people always say if you if you could see yourself doing anything else don't don't act. Do you want to get out of it, right? But I say, if you can't see yourself acting anymore, then definitely get out. But if you, can, you can't, if you think, I have to act, then do that. But you do have finite time, energy, money. 
So your personal capital, you can run out of. And so you have to start to balance your time with what's going to be most important. How do you... So I don't produce projects unless they pay me a lot of money. I won't produce a project unless I'm in it. Because it's just not worth the time, just like you said with the three Ps. You can do that with the other areas of your life as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been... It feels like my own therapy session. Ah, It's been great. Well, 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 Aaron. Well, what is is coming up next for you for for the theater company or for yourself? For myself, right now, I am um, because I love to be busy. Evidently, Um, I am personally. understudying two off-Broadway musicals. Oh, yes. Um, They happen to be run by the same producer in the same space, so it's very easy for me to cover both of those if I need to. Like on the same the same day? Would that ever uh, happen? That has happened, yes. Oh. Yes, because they're two, they, they do run on the same day. It's at St. Luke's, which has a bunch okay. of, a bunch of different shows going throughout the week. Sure. Um, so I'm going on tonight, actually right after this, that's what I Hello. have to run off to. <laughs> um, and so I'm doing that. And then my theater company is doing three shows in rep. Whoa. Um, and that okay. will be happening in April and May. Wow. Um, and I can announce it here, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are doing a it. new, brand spanking new that we are writing um, adaptation of Antigone called The People versus Antigone. Wow. We're also doing a one person show, I Am My Own Wife. And we're also doing the one person show, My Name is Rachel Corey. And all three of those are going to be appearing under a header that we are creating called the Whistleblower Series. Which is all Mm. about these female, or there's one trans character, um, who are really whistleblowers with what's going on in their life. And and to not such a good effect for Mm. themselves personally, um, and though it makes a very big change in the world. And we're trying to explore the activism and how even if we look at what happened um, with... um, this recent issue with the the actor who was being coercive in um in in the state that he was on what's the what's an Aziz Ansari is Aziz that Ansari yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, right so there's the argument on both sides about whether it was an um you know whether she's a whistleblower is she not is she a victim is she not a victim is she doing something really bad because she came forward is mm-hmm. she not and I think that's where our society always is we're gonna vilify someone. And um, we want to explore how the activist is often vilified and if that's a good thing for society to do. Is it a bad thing for society to do? And each of these three stories uh, explore that in some way. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... I mean, I mean, I mean it, it sounds like quite a hefty project. It's going to be amazing. To, to do all three at once. It but sure it's a, will It's be. a great, what a, what a great um, concept for what you were talking about your theater right. company is yes. earlier, which is to pose the question, not to answer the question. Exactly. There's a lot of people answering that question right now. Yes. Uh, with the Aziz Aziz. Yes. There is. Yes, there's so many answers. <laughs> there really are. And so I hesitated to bring it up, but the, it was just, I think it's, that is so polarizing. Yeah. When in, you've got this, the Me Too movement and the Women's March that's happening and th- these these things, there's clearly, for some people, you would see a right side and a wrong side. And with yeah. that particular story, it is murky. Yeah, and, th- yeah, I, I, and and because I've been talking with other friends about it and how it really is like you can kind of see how they both messed up 
they 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 both kind of have their own sides to mm-hmm. and so it it there there are others where it's like completely okay Weinstein's just a creep and he needs to go go bye-bye. exactly and that's right. easy right that that right that one's easy but then with this one it's like oh but like you're kind of uncomfortable for both of them yes. but I think in some way but I think again to to go back to what you're what you guys are trying to do yeah. with uh, seeing place is is to pose questions in almost that same way mm-hmm. not on social media per se but right. in the real world in front of people sitting mm-hmm. in a theater uh what a, what a neat concept to bring a question like that to them to not not just impose a viewpoint right um and i think sometimes it's especially in theater it's hard to find a murky question Yes, it is. Because oftentimes... Well, well, it's, the, hard to, the, it's hard to find a, a play that lets it stay murky. That's what I mean. A play right here. Yeah, because... Yeah, they want to... Well, that's a human it. being writing a story from their vantage point. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. absolutely is their right to have an opinion. That why well, why else would they write the piece? Right. And to find pieces out there that, that really do mm-hmm. live in that murky place is... Uh, yeah. That, what a compelling night. It 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 should be. Um, and so it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. But there it's... Uh, I'm excited and, you know, I have, thankfully, good time management skills <laughs> somehow <laughs> to be able to do this. Um, well, well, we'll let people know where you can find yeah, out yeah. About, sure. about you and also the, the shows coming up. Sure. So you can find out about everything that I'm doing and pretty much link it links to everywhere else on my personal website, which is AaronKronikan.com. It's yep. C-R-O-N-I-C-A-N-E-R-I-N. I did it backwards. Why did I do that? <laughs> Because I figured my last name was harder, but not really. Aaron first, Chronican second. Yes, AaronChronican.com. Yes, and so yeah. that's where everything lives. And then it's the Scene Place Theater and the Actors Enterprise yeah, and, is my coaching And you coaching can click business. on both of those on your website. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, this has been great. Thank you so much for, for <laughs> You're joining You're welcome. Us. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, yeah. seriously, this is, it, this is a really cool perspective. You know, I, I think Patrick and I are both performers. And uh, almost exclusively performers. I I mean, I think we have other facets to our life as well. But you know, Kilimanjaro, uh, eventually. And uh, but it's it's really nice to expand to broaden uh, what it is that we're talking about with Mm -hmm. all that it is that you do, uh, including performing. Well, and I have to just pipe in here at the end that the reason that I'm not going to make it is because I really didn't talk about my acting career at all here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with me? I was trying to get us into that. And I was like, no, 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 sir. No, 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 my theater company. But like what I do for everyone else is really that much No, but you're understudying two off-Broadway. Right, and I am starring in, we'll be doing My Name is Rachel Corey. I'll be performing in that. It's a one-person show. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of lines. Yeah, so it's, no. I assume ninety minutes. It's about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of just nothing but you talking. Nothing but, but me but, but, talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've never done a one person show, no. so it, it the 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 mere thought of it. It's a look. Little I've bit, enjoyed yeah. this forty minutes of you talking. So I imagine <laughs> right. adding another fifty to it would just sound great. Right. Exactly. But yeah, that's why I'm not going to make it. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, you know what? We hope that your other endeavors do make it. Oh, though. yes. And then I'll have money to fund my theater habit. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again, Aaron, for joining us. Dewey, I think we did it again. We what, knocked what it, did we do again? We, we knocked it out of the park. <laughs> That's what we did. Baseball references. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you. Well, we'll... No, you'll hear us. I don't even know how to say goodbye. You'll hear us, and we'll talk to you next time. This uh, poor enunciation is a nice footnote to how we started. I don't know what I'm saying. Bye, everybody. Adios. Adios.
The Why I'll Never Make It podcast is hosted by Dewey Cadell and Patrick Oliver-Jones and produced by Dylan Adams. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can leave us amazing reviews, of course. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Why I'll Never Make It or via email at whyillnevermakeit at gmail.com. Lastly, we now have a website, whyillnevermakeit.com. You know, Dewey, it certainly sounds like we're making it. I'm not making it. I'll never make it. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.